Comics Coast to Coast is brought to you by patrons like you. If you'd like to help the show out, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comics C2C and show us a little bit of your love. Your sweet, sweet love. I mean, like a dollar's worth of love. And we'll take that love and hug it and squeeze it and make it do podcast things that you'll enjoy. So come on, see what happens. This is Comics Coast to Coast. Hi, everybody. This is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 324, the Nicholas Fisher interview. Before we talk to Nick, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Matthew Descharm of Matt the Wad. Matt. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited about this one because I, I love these comics of the that our guest creates. Oh, it his comics are fantastic. Why are we talking about him like he's not here? Well, I guess we really probably need to say Joel Duggan was not able to be here this week. He is busy uh, making the Forge Publishing books, doing his web comic. He'll be back. Don't worry. But this is a special Friday afternoon. Uh, recording live on Twitch TV of Comics Coast to Coast and our guest Nicholas Fisher, who we're going to call Nick from here on out, is on the show with us. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Doing awesome, guys. Good. I, we're, we're very excited to talk to you, my friend. Oh, speaking of friends, if you haven't seen Nicholas's work, head on over to Kevin and Friends. Dot com. Uh, you know, I, as soon as I saw Kevin and Friends, I knew immediately that uh, that silly, crazy grin was going to be nothing but trouble. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was right. So, Nicholas, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your delightful comic, Kevin and Friends? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I was born, raised in Canada. All right, eh? The age of uh, 15, and then I moved away from home to do volunteer work with my older brother uh, in North Carolina. Oh. I stayed there for about a year. After that, uh, I moved to Mexico. Lived wow. There. Yeah. And then after that, I lived in Texas for quite a while, and that's actually where I... Uh, Started doing freelance work, graphic design freelance work. And yeah, um, I, I came up with Kevin and Friends. Uh, it actually was um, a failed infographic I did for a client. Like they just, they didn't want to, they didn't, weren't able to use it after I made it. So I had all the materials lying around on my computer. And I've always kind of like been interested in comedy and like comedic things. And I had a bunch of jokes lying around too. And so I just kind of put two and two together and there Kevin and friends was born, I guess, you know, so it right. kind of like just all it felt. Sound, it sounds like you moved around a good bit uh, and you moved <laughs> not that far from me. I live in South Carolina, uh, which is just believe it or not, South of North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, when, when were you in that area? What years? Um, let's see. Uh, 
So it's probably like uh, I'm 29 now, so a good 14 years ago. So yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Right. That's it. Oh man. So that yeah, that was a while back. But now, where are you now? Where you reside now? I live in Spain now, actually. Um, of course. Yeah, my wife from Spain. Uh, so that's that's why I'm here now because I have uh, two kids and we came here uh, basically to be closer to her family and her family helps out a bunch with the kids as well. So that's that's nice. And so, yeah, we're both able to work from home, which is really awesome because, you know, we're able to move around as much as you want because she loves to travel. I love to travel. So that's pretty convenient for us. That's that is amazing. So so did your time in Mexico and in Texas, did it uh, did it give you time to learn Spanish? Um, actually, I'm not as fluent as I would like to be. I'm actually pretty terrible at Spanish, but uh, you know, I, I try. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's great. I I know I only know just a little bit of uh, high school Spanish, and most of it is non-conversational. It's mostly yeah. it's mostly food to order on the menu. So. Those are good times. I'm pretty much in the same space as you there. You know, right? I, I know enough to do my grocery shopping and order something. At a restaurant, so. Which is really the most important part of That's any language. You know, I've right. been here for three years and I've made it so far. So, you know. Right. You haven't lost any weight, so you must be doing something right. Is that how it goes, I think? Is that? No, I'm not starving. Yeah. Right, not starving. <laughs> <laughs> so, you say Kevin and Friends started out as an infographic. I don't think we have talked to any guest who has created a comic <laughs> that was based off an infographic. That is fascinating to me. So can can you explain a little bit? I, I kind of know what an infographic is, but pretend like I'm stupid, which I am, and <laughs> kind of explain to our audience what, what an infographic is, if they're not familiar with it. Um, basically, it's just like a... Uh, image assisted guide through something. It's like, you know, whatever for dummies. Like in this case, it was for uh, Singaporean um, social security. And basically, Kevin was guiding you through Singaporean social security, but he wasn't really Kevin at that point. But uh, yeah. And so I had all the image files just lying around on my computer, just not being used. And I was like, hey, you know, I have this here. So, you know, and I'm just, I'm naturally pretty lazy when it comes to doing things. I was like, I already have it, you know. I don't want to make anything new. Right. I used that, you know, and said. This looks like something I could repurpose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I absolutely love is that it's this super cheerful looking character. And yet your instinct went to the opposite. You're like, I'm just going to put him in the most soul-crushing circumstances possible all the time. Yeah, he just he just has that face. It's just like, you know, just bad. It's just like, you know, hide the pain herald. You know, <laughs> it's just like smiling. Even there's so much pain. Just, you know, that's, that's kind of uh, how I felt he kind of looked. So I was like, let's just go in that direction. Did, well, that's, he, did he change any from the original infographic, or was he always that happy, smiley? Um, I changed a bit. I mean, like I changed a few of his dimensions, you know, and his hair and stuff, and different different aspects of him. But um, 
Yeah, he's he's pretty much the same. He has like the same color shirt and everything. But yeah, right. <laughs> to, but just a few few minor details here and there. But yeah. No, Matt. I think I interrupted you. You're going to ask a question. Oh no! I was going to remark that uh, this this person sounds an entirely too well centered and well adjusted to be making these comics. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Do, do you get it all out in the comics? Is that what it is? It's therapy. <laughs> It, it kind of is actually um, uh, like really though I, I do have trouble like expressing like um, I guess just kind of like expressing uh, negativity in a way like in, in most scenarios I'll try and find the positive in everything for the most part but Kevin is just kind of like the extreme of that and I feel like this is a way to kind of like portray those emotions but like kind of but a little bit more extreme, well, a lot more extreme. Like, so it's just, it's, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good vent, I guess. It's a artistic vent that I like to use. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm with uh, Matt because if you, if you read the comic, you would think this guy, because there's such a, is such a uh, rug pulling moment with this character <laughs> almost every time. It's like you you go in, you're like, oh, look at this guy. He's so happy, so optimistic. Things are going his way. And just every time, it seems like I would have learned. I almost feel like Lucy in Peanuts, where the, the football is always placed in front of you. And you always think, nah, not this time. Nick's not going to fool me this time. It's going to be good. And it ends up being something uh just the opposite. And, and it's like a, a slap in the face every time. So I, I really appreciate your comedic uh, timing. Do you have uh, a, a, a influence for for comedy? Uh, do you just like comedy in general? Or is there like a core to you this kind of like, oh, I like comedy movies or I like stand-up comedians. Is there like a, a core to your comedy sense of, of sense of humor and uh, timing? Um, I mean, I do. I read a lot of web comics. I also I like memes and stuff. I, I'm on I'm, I'm on Imgur all the time. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I do watch a lot of stand up comedy as well. Um, I like like Louis C.K. is one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and just yeah, I like a lot of different comics out there as well. I like uh, I'm trying to think of a few references here. Um, oh. The Oni was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, poorly drawn lines as well. Just, just I don't know. I like um, I the 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 initial idea behind Kevin and Friends was mainly just just to have a a one piece setup. It's just like a it's like a, the setup and then the punchline. And actually, right. that just kind of stemmed from laziness because what I would do is I would just take a close up of an image, and then I would just kind of like pan out of that image like it had the whole image already designed and then i just crop it down to the smaller size for the first panel to where it's a close-up of kevin and then just reveal the whole image in the second panel so i didn't have to do work for two panels just <laughs> that is that is actually really brilliant i like that idea so you're kind of like you write the joke at the end, which a lot of comedians do. You'll you'll write the joke first, and then you kind of back up through the story so you can do the twist and turns, kind of like doing a maze backwards. So what you've done, though, you've done it visually as well, as early on especially, it sounds like, where 
you make the full image and you don't reveal the full idea until you get there. So that's, that's great. That's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's great. It's a great way to control the timing of a joke as much as you can control timing in comics. Right. Is, uh, you know, because if you have it all in one panel, you know, you might you might all unintentionally ruin the the punchline or or kind of lessen it a little bit. Whereas these these really have what you call it, like almost a a sting to them. You know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll read that first panel, it'll be like, oh, I think I know where this is going, and then it goes someplace completely different. I'm loving it. I I I. I do like knowing where that comedy styling come from. It's so simple. I just don't know if there's a way to dissect it other than the way you did. I would like to talk more about uh, the art style. So we know we got this this character, our primary character, Kevin, uh, from this infographic. I love your style. It's a very simple style. Uh, would you? Is there a way you would describe your style or just it's my style? Is that kind of how you would say it? I mean, uh, I like simplistic vector art like just kind of just because i i know like most people who work in the comic industry or who work with illustration work with adobe illustrator i work with adobe photoshop just because it's um it's what i learned how to use and so i just kind of use it um as you would illustrator Mm -hmm. i guess and uh yeah i like it because it's clean cut and it's you know it's um yeah you can just uh use your vector shapes and it's simplistic and it just gets to the point Right, so right. That's interesting. I, I don't think, I think this may be the first instance I've heard of an artist using Photoshop to create vector art. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, "What? It's Photoshop?" <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's weird, but right. Yeah, uh, that's how it is. Photoshop has a lot of the uh, vector tools as well as Illustrator's tool set, right? It does, yeah. Right. So, I, it, Photoshop is really, I mean, it's people say it all the time, but it is one of those programs that no matter who's using it, you're only using, like, at most 50% of it. Like, right. it's yeah. just such a deep, deep it's program. Like, like, I, don't, I don't think I'm, I think I'm using, like, 10% of it, like, seriously. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like, the experts are using, like, 50% of what it can do. It's, it's I, think, too- I think that's high. It's 50%. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> That's just there's so much of it. Like there's like 3D. You can even do video in there, make gifts, all sorts of stuff with Photoshop, and I'm just right. like not even like close so, to anywhere. Right. So let's let's back up a little bit and talk about this original commission to do this infographic. And you said the infographic was for for Social Security for who? Singapore. It's like a Singaporean yeah. social. Oh, I I love but, Singapore. <laughs> Singapore is great. It, it is. Um, yeah, it is. It's awesome. Like I'm sure it's a great country. Everything. Right. So, uh, right. So, is are are they looking for their their character right now? Going, what happened to him? We were we were doing so well, or is it just? Uh, no, um, actually, it was it was uh, kind of a drop on their part. They were just like, oh, right. our project is moving in a different direction. Uh, we don't need this infographic anymore, and so oh. just kind of left hand. Hey. Right. Their loss uh, and our gain. And you'd mentioned earlier while you were talking about uh, distributing your work online. And Imager is one of the places you 
distribute uh, your content. And that's how I found it. And a lots of times when I find artists on Imager, it's because uh, of fans who maybe placed it there. And, uh, and I just, you know, and lots of times the fans chop off the names and then I have to do a whole bunch of research uh, to try to figure out who the artist was. But in this case, since, since you were social media marketing, I want to talk a little bit about that because I, I've, I've followed Kevin and friends in several locations and uh, you seem to visit a lot of the same comedy sites that I visit. And I was curious, is there any special magic to getting your content on some of those websites and uh, to really create buzz? Because I love boardpanda.com. I love that website. And I noticed last year you had written an article uh, which I didn't know. I, I thought it was all written by, you know, writers. But apparently, you can also submit your own articles on BoardPanda.com. Yeah, um, actually, that was that's probably what got most of my following. I mean, I don't have that big of a following right now, but um, yeah, if any um, followers I do have, or most mm-hmm. of the followers I do have, are thanks to that. Because when you submit your stuff to Board Panda, if it ends up trending on there which it did which is another story in itself but yeah um if it ends up trending on there sites from all over the internet will just they basically just pull for content from there so they just pull whatever is trending or it featured on board panda and they'll just pull that from there and put it on their sites and so like within i don't know a week of being on board panda i was already like you search up um Kevin and friends, or you search uh, what they had it under the title of um, horrible optimist Kevin, and you just search horrible optimist in Google search, and I took up the first five pages of Google. Nice. So, yeah. It was, it was very like it was like wow because I had never experienced like that before, so it was pretty pretty cool for me. I'll tell you, Matt. Do you do you uh, do you go to boardpanda.com or subscribe to their newsletter? No, this is actually the first time I heard of it, but I, I am rather amused by the fact that when you say it quickly, it sounds an awful lot like Borg Panda. Borg Panda! <laughs> Do not resist. It is futile. Uh, <laughs> right. So, Borg Panda, so how do you... Was it just a little bit of luck? And that's fine. You can say it was just luck, but was there any... Was there any uh, intention on board panda that's like oh well this is how you do it you come in through this door and and then you have you know you have you have winning now granted you gotta have great content like you had here but is there any tips or tricks uh to kind of massaging yourself a little bit into board panda um i'd say mostly just just have um have good material we'll have like a stable material that kind of like follows the same like it's the same thing. It's consistent, consistent material, um, and have at least like if you're making comics, have at least fifteen to twenty comics out already, so you can upload them at that time because that way they look more that than anything else because they want content that you know people have to flip through pages of because you right. know it causes people to look at more ads, I guess. But honestly, when I first submitted to Board Panda, um, it was because um, my sister-in-law. Um, she also had recently just went viral on that site as well. Oh, no! What does she do? Um, she's a photographer, actually. Um, oh, nice. 
And you might have seen her work. She she got pretty uh, she went pretty viral. She does a lot of um, uh, yeah. She do, she does photography, but she does like body contortion. Oh, basically what she does is they're called um, secret friends, and they are basically people. They bend over, and she draws faces on their backs and puts what? shirts on them, so they look like weird potato people. They just look real. <laughs> Potato humans hybrids, but it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, if you want to check it out. So um, comedy comedy runs in the family. Um, well, her as actually like she she focuses like more on body contortion and like I guess it's not so much comedy right. as like it's just like uh yeah just weird positions you can put your. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I got that, that site from her because she said it was a good platform for her. And so I initially, because I was just submitting my stuff wherever I could, you know, just to kind of like get it out there. And I put it on there, you know, maybe got like two or three upvotes and like called it a day. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is just a dead end. And I left it on there. And then um, my wife was reading an article online uh, on Board Panda. And then she noticed that my comic was in the trending bar of board panda and she's like nick look at this and yeah after that it just kind of blew up and then after that, i was featured on there again as well i've been featured on like several different sites like um uh, i've been on the front page of inger quite a few times and uh comedy central uk did a piece on my comics as well but yeah it just it all kind of stemmed from there first though right Oh, that's great. I love that. So is there a, is there any social media sites that we should be watching for that, that's not on our radar, like board Panda and, uh, I think cracked does some stuff, but I think a lot of that stuff is in house, but they have some freelance writers. Uh, imager is definitely a great place. If you don't, if you're not familiar with that is a image hosting site that mostly spawn from, uh, Reddit users need to, host pictures and easily link them to their articles. And uh, it's kind of become its own uh, visual, just visual entertainment. And I, I visit and waste a lot of time there. A lot of time. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, easy yeah. to see why you would be featured on, you know, like the Comedy Central UK. There is something very kind of British about your uh, sense of humor. They, they have that kind of very self-depreciating, you know, you know, life sucks, but isn't it funny kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I think the writer put it, um, Kevin always sees the silver lining in every mushroom cloud or every mushroom <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that. I, yeah, I kind yeah. of, I, I, yeah. So do you believe, Nick, do you believe people are inherently, uh, primarily either optimistic or pessimistic or do you think most people are a little bit in between um i mean i myself uh i guess like i think of myself as a realist personally right. uh, i think most people are realists but being a realist tends to border on the side of being a pessimist for the most part i guess but yeah i mean like like kevin is kind of the opposite of that he's just like optimistic no matter what Right. Doesn't matter if he's being brutally murdered or you know just whatever happens to him, you know, right. just enthusiastic going into it 
all the way. You know, he's just, just happy to be there. <laughs> right. Exactly. So how, okay. So I read your, your about us or about the work, about the artist. Uh, and you kind of told us about your travel, uh, a little bit. And you also said, uh, that when you were growing up, your parents were super religious, uh, and you had like a very religious upbringing. Uh, and so when you were growing up that you never talked about things like depression or anxiety, which we talk a lot about on the internet, right? Uh, right. And it's, it's also <laughs> a major, fo- it's a main, it's a major focus in the comic. So, uh, is, is this a really good place for you to work out those demons? Uh, the, the comic is, um, it, it, to- uh, yeah. Um, honestly, when I was growing up, uh, it wasn't, yeah, it's kind of like, when you're growing up, when I, at least for me, when I was growing up super religiously, it's just uh, my parents mainly focused on like anything negative was the devil or, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> getting into your head, whatnot. And, you know, you kind of, if you don't face those, those things as reality as like real, like mental illness or, you know, as depression or as anxiety, it's kind of hard to kind of come to cope with it. And, you know, you can't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, I guess in a way, like it kind of suppressed that for a while, but mm-hmm. now it's kind of like I'm able to like freely express things through my artwork or just as a person, you know, because, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's easier for me to express those things through my artwork than in person, I guess. Right. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people who are brought up in religious backgrounds, it's like, all that stuff is concentrated deep down inside because you never really get to express it in the way that, that might be, you know, a little more healthy. And when you get to a certain age, it's like, Oh, I'm going to express this artistic. So it's good that you have an artistic outlet, uh, to deal with all these things. And what a great time. What talk, talk about great timing. Uh, the internet is so, uh, is so interested in, uh, in, in looking at tackling social issues, right? And yeah. so it's a, it's a really good, it's a good time to have grown up in a repressed household like I did. Opportunity moment. <laughs> right. I'm the, I'm the same yeah. way. So I was, I, you know, I live in the South. Uh, we're known if, if you're not in the U S you may not realize that there is what's called a Bible belt and everything oh. under, yeah, everything under a certain place uh, in that belt is very, religious and it's 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 a lot different than a lot of other places after i lived in mexico i lived in texas for about 11 years so yeah. oh yeah yeah it's where a, the other half of my life right that's a that's yeah. a religious place very, very religious yeah north right. carolina pretty pretty religious too i think texas mm-hmm. is a little more extreme in those in those ways but yeah very very like super super don't drink. It's against the Bible, etc. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but very, very Christian, um, Southern Baptist, etc. You know? Yes, yes, and, I, uh, I do know. The best way to deal with problems is to pretend that they don't exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just suppress it with alcohol. We'll if you don't right. talk about it, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> if you blame everything on the devil, it's all good, man. It's all good. So I'm glad you suffered so that I could laugh later. I just want to thank you for that, Nicholas. <laughs> thank, 
thank you for suffering for us. Thank you. Thank no you problem. for suffering. Right. Absolutely. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, do you redraw Kevin for each panel comic or, or do you kind of have a little bit of a template? You said you kind of used it in Photoshop. Do you have like a layer with most of the elements in it? I do. I have a Kevin file. It's just, it's just basically Kevin. Right. Uh, and I kind of just move his body around accordingly. I have, I'm a very lazy artist. Um, I would, I would so say yeah. it's lazy. Um, it's efficient. I, I, it's, it's, uh, I recycle stuff. Right. Um, just mainly just uh, so I can get it out there quicker. I don't really have a lot of time to make Kevin right now because I do have a, I'm a full-time freelancer as well. So, Oh. Um, yeah. My, but when I do have time, like I try and get at least one comic out a week for right. the most part. Sometimes I may not, but I usually try and get one comic out a week if I can. Wow. So you're, you say you're working freelance right now. Can you tell us any about, uh, any of your freelance work? Um, it's just mainly, I do like uh, a lot of stuff, just graphics work mainly. Uh, I do it for like odd companies. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'll just be hired for a gig or whatever, and then I'll move on to the next one after that one's done. Usually I have them lined up pretty well. I have a few like major, like main clients, but yeah, other than that, it's just, yeah, mostly right. just work. So you're working, are, you're working from Spain or you're working in Spain, right? So are, are your are your clients uh, international or, or is it more local? Um, it's it's pretty international, like you get from all around. Like, yeah, I'd say a lot of them are from the U.S. though because I had a lot of clientele in the U.S. when I was living there. So, like, a lot of them are repeats wanting, you know, stuff updated or, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I like it. It's, it's mostly just, like, logo, graphics work, and uh, business yeah. cards. It pays the bills when uh, when Kevin's feeling good, right? So that's what you got to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know so what else I love? Go ahead, Matt. Is, is uh, you know, he's done what I've thought I should do so many times. You know, you come up with so many different uh, concepts or designs for clients that never get used, and they just sort of disappear. Like I've always thought that would be great to take like some of the better stuff and make something out of it. So bravo for actually <laughs> doing that. You know, that's, that's great. Yeah. I, I think this is the, this is the first time I think I've ever done anything like that before, but um, yeah, I do have like quite a few logos and stuff just sitting around just collecting dust. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you'll make something you're like, Oh, this is great. Okay. And then they're like, no, we don't want it. So and, what else are you going to use it for? You know, so yeah. th- thank you for uh, making use of something that was uh, poo pooed on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so where, right? Where is where are uh, where is Kevin and friends going? Do you have like bigger plans for these guys? Can I expect a a book or anything in the upcoming future? Um, I have a couple projects I'm working on right now with Kevin. Um, right. I- like I say anything officially yet just because I don't know if it's actually going to go there, but I mm-hmm. hope it does, but it's mainly focusing on like something uh, continual that will come out. Um, maybe like something exclusive for like a Patreon page or something like that nice. where I can actually make a little bit of profit off of Kevin so I can, you know, kind of move forward with the project and spend a little bit more time on it. Right. Right. But nothing official as of yet, but um, just keep an eye out and they're, 
there more than likely will be new material out in the future. That's not just the comics. Right, right. So how many how many days a week do you work on Kevin and Friends? Is it like a... Uh... Um, usually I try and cram it into a weekend. Usually it's like weekend nights, mostly. Right. Um, yeah, I'll like do uh, Saturday, Sunday night. You know, I'll be watching something at the same time. And yeah, I'll, ha- I'll come up with the idea, usually through like within the week, like the idea mm-hmm. of the comic. And maybe I'll have like four or five ideas, like stocked up and then in the weekend I can create at least one. Right. Uh, right. So, so. Oh, right. now, now you have kids and this is always a struggle for a cartoonist when you're single it's easy to do very adult material, very blue material, uh, drop the F bomb where you want. Uh, however, when you get to having kids and stuff, they want to see what you're doing has that affected your comedy stylings in any way? Because a few of your comics are a little bit uh, risky. Not totally dark. risky, but a little bit dark. <laughs> right. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't really let that like cross over so much into, like, I don't really like let my kids see the content of Kevin and Friends. Like, they know who Kevin, they've seen the image of Kevin before. Right. And like they've, they've seen other things, but I don't really like let them actually see the content of the comics, you know, cause that itself is just, I don't know. Always yeah. for like, are but, they old uh, enough to, are they old enough to read? Um, yeah. One of them is, yeah. The oldest one is right. seven now. So yeah, he can read, but, uh, yeah, I don't really like let him read any of my comics. Just right. he's seen me working on files before, but usually like the text is the last part or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, actually, um, uh, the other day, um, cause I have, I, I just, I recently finished a comic and it's like Kevin and he's in the shower and he's looking at his shampoo bottle and his shampoo bottle says shampoo, no more tears, you know? And so Kevin looks at the bottle and then he just starts chugging the bottle of shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> The the worst yeah. idea for your kids to emulate, right? Don't do that. Don't do don't do that. Yeah. Actually my youngest, who's two, saw it and she was like, Drinking shampoo? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Excuse me for a moment, father. I'm I must go. go. <laughs> yeah, this refreshing. Now, in addition to enjoying this uh Kevin and Friends on the internet digitally, you also offer uh, Kevin and Friends prints and posters. Where, where's a good place for people to uh, pick up the posters? I'm telling you, lots of times, some of the things you do seem like motivational ideas, right? Yeah, like um, I call them motivational posters that I, right. that I do, stuff, but uh, they're not really <laughs> motivational. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call them motivational posters. Um, actually, if you go to my website, uh, KevinandFriends.com, um, I do have a store there. Um, it's uh, powered by uh, Tee Public, which is where I sell all of my materials. They provide the materials, the T-shirts, the posters, and everything. I provide the designs, and I get um, a portion of the profit once they sell. The best part about it for me, though, is that I don't have to deal with any of the buying T-shirts and all that stuff. And also it's international as well. So I can ship to my fans no matter where they are. Right. So that's, that's, it's more convenient for me. Obviously I probably in the future, 
if I'm making more money off of it, I would want to do some of that stuff myself so I can make more profit off of it. But for now, this is the best option for me. But yeah, um, yeah. If you just go to KevinAndFriends.com, all my posters. I have I have like T-shirts and mugs and um, notebooks and all sorts of stuff that you can also buy as well on my website. I think I think the posters are the most appropriate. It's the thing I want the most is a poster from some of this stuff. Now, to kind of to kind of circle back around to one of the questions I missed when we were talking about social media, uh, I noticed on Facebook that most of your comments on each of your comics are usually callouts to other people uh, on Facebook. So it's like I see, you know, it's like, hey, Mary, look at this. And then they tag that person in the comments. And so do you think the reason why that is is because your comics are so relatable? I mean, do you feel like it's just such a universal understanding of of this? You have to have one face to the public, but deep down inside, you know, I we're certainly. all. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh uh, yeah, I think um, to some point, I mean, I try and keep current with my comics. Um, mm-hmm. So I do, like a lot of my material is kind of, you know, it's not like, um, it's uh, it's it's just, it's off of the current mood of what is comedy, you know, these days, right. like if you're on Imgur or, you know, others, other sites like that, mm-hmm. you'll see comics that are similar or memes that are similar. And, you know, I try and keep up with what's funny, you know, right. it's things like what was funny 20 years ago sometimes is not funny now or, you know, you just kind of have to keep rolling with it, you know, and just kind of keep moving with comedy because otherwise, you know, it just becomes unfunny. Absolutely. It does all, all comedy. Most comedy does has have an expiration date. I see people all the time though, watching stuff like the three stooges and to me, that kind of slapstick I guess because I've seen it so many times is expired to me, but for some reason I, I they'll, they're still watching it. I saw somebody watching it on their cell phone the other day. They were watching a clip from a three stooges uh, from some episode of three stooges and they weren't laughing, but they were certainly glued to the phone. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't history. I, I couldn't figure it out. No, I, I definitely do appreciate and uh, do think quite a few classics are funny. Like I do, I did grow up like watching Monty Python. Like mm-hmm. that's like in my teen years, that was like, I love my Monty Python, you know, and a lot of those um, older ones like Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah. Or um, Robin Hood Men in Tights, all that type of stuff. <laughs> to me, those things are still hilarious to this day, but you know, to other people, it might not be as funny. So I, I try since my comics, I like, I do them for me as a vent, but I also do try and make it to where the fans will enjoy them as well. You know, so I try and keep current to where it's not too predictable because if I keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again, or, you know, just kind of going down the same um, road or not really changing according to humor, then I feel like, you know, it will kind of eventually die out. So I kind of have to keep on changing in order for it to keep current and keep, you know, uh, thriving, I guess. Right. You know. Nick, Nick, you seem to be up on current comedy. Um, what's, what's the, what's the latest and greatest meme right now? Do you know? Uh, yes. Uh, no, there's, there's, there's quite a few really good ones out there. Um, 
Uh, I don't know. Um, honestly, there's 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 too many. I mean, like, there really are. Uh, but uh, yeah. Well, are there, you are there a, go ahead. a good one in Hide the Bane, Harold? I mean, I, that's that's pretty much in the same vein as this. Yeah, the meme. Yeah, in the meme sphere, he's, he's pretty big there. Yeah, he's there. Um, he's been he's been um, he's been there for a while now. Actually, like he's he's been around for a long time, and he's still like right up there with all the other memes. But yeah, it's that face. <laughs> I look at uh, way too many memes. Like most of the pages I subscribe to on um, on Instagram, just meme pages. Some of them, like I'm, I think you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting like older or something. But some are just dumb, dumb, right. shit. just terrible, <laughs> terrible memes. Uh, but uh, yeah, hey, I'm not one to judge. I mean, like, uh, but like. Uh, maybe I'll understand eventually, but you know, it's 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 kind of beyond some of Just really the, like uh, the whole Tide Pod eating. Thing oh, was, what uh, is that's, going on? That's ins- that's insane. <laughs> and yeah, are you retarded? Like, what is <laughs> what is happening? Anyway. That's more like a death. That's more like a suicide pact than a meme, though, isn't it? I mean. I <laughs> I guess it's I won't die anyway, so I'll just eat these Tide Pods and be funny while I'm dying. It, right, it looks so festive. I know. It's a bad idea. Look, now, it, it, the bad thing about a meme, <laughs> the bad thing about a meme is it, it, it comes and it, and it sits down and makes such a loud noise that everybody's ready for it to go pretty quick. Uh, and sometimes it's real easy to catch the end of a meme because the Ugandan knuckles... I don't know if you guys have seen <laughs> that everywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't looked it up, look up Ugandan Knuckles, and it's it's from the game. You remember, uh, you remember Sonic, right? Sonic and Knuckles and stuff. Well, there was a capture of a guy doing some crazy stuff, and he was doing this uh, Ugandan accent, and he says, you know, he he says a whole bunch of times, "Do you know the way?" And so that became an instant meme. Uh, and wow, people are so sick of that right now. Don't even mention it. Yeah. Well, I think the, the quicker something becomes a meme, the, the quicker it becomes popular, the quicker it dies, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, also, like, that hatred of a certain meme can also make the meme spread quite a bit as well. Like, I remember the first time I made it to the front page of, of Inger was actually not even with a comic. Uh, I was making fun of a meme that everyone hated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and everyone was just like upvoting it because they all hated that meme too. So, um, so you, t- you tapped into something. Yeah, I mean, like, Imgur is pretty, like, is key on that. Like, if you want to, like, get to the front page there, you know, you just have to, like, Hate on something that you know everybody yeah. on that side hates. <laughs> Are I you know saying yeah. that, that nothing Stupid. brings people together like hate? Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> mutual hate. Mutual hate for something will bring you close together. Hey, so <laughs> that's a poster right there. It that is a poster, <laughs> Nick. Make I good content right there. Right, Nick. I got to ask you. Are are you reading any comics, or are you just wasting your life like I am over on Immigr? Um, I do read comics. Um, I uh, I read poorly drawn lines. Oh, um, yes. I read a lot of uh, 
I don't, I don't know exactly if I'm pronouncing it right or not. It's Joan Cornella or okay. Cornea. He's actually a Spanish artist. Um, he has no, like, his, if you look up his stuff, it's the weirdest shit ever. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the onion, I mean, not the onion, but uh, the oatmeal is also pretty good. Oh, so um, good. I have a couple other ones, like, what happens to me is like I'll look at a lot of comics, but I'll forget the names of the the comics itself. Like I'm subscribed to like at least I don't know 20, 20 comic pages on um on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I just don't remember the name of half of them. But yeah, those are a few that stood out to me. Um, yeah, um, yeah are, uh, there's, that's a really good one. Uh, yeah. Do Do you guys? I kind of have this little pet theory that I think. Comedy comics are better if the art is n- a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but like, if if you show me the same comic with like you know kind of squiggled squiggle drawings, or the same comic with like highly polished, beautiful, highly rendered art, like I'll probably laugh at the poorly drawn one a lot harder. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think it's. I think the reason for that, at least in my thinking, um, is just because like it's not as descriptive. So like when you get the second panel or the punchline, it's a lot more of a shock because the scenes leading up to it were a lot less descriptive of the whole like atmosphere that was going on. You know, so it's kind of like you know it's it hits you more because it's more of a shock, more of a surprise in the final panel. You know, I like that theory better. Hmm. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, am I just laughing at? Oh, it's terrible art. But no, I think it's. I think it's what you said. It's. It shows. It shows less. Yeah. Exactly. So you can read more into it. That's that's a good yeah. theory. I like that. Plus, I think Jim Davis, uh, the creator of Garfield, always pushed the idea that ugly is funny. Uh, it puts us kind of off guard a little bit. <laughs> that is very true yeah because yeah, if, if you look at most of the really funny comics like far side and you know like all those like the art is not what anyone would call amazing mm. yeah but it didn't have to be because the, the the funny was there right, right right yeah that's another one far side is like to this day is like it's amazing it's just just the idea that you take like one image and then put a short like one line caption underneath it and just make it hilarious. It's great. And I remember just just like you, the yeah. faces often tend to be very neutral. Yeah, I think I. <laughs> to be honest, I recycle the same face for every single character. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually a pretty good gag because you do. It's all he's always got that. Kevin's always has that look on his face. But then there was one comic where you flipped it. It's kind of like yeah. that. This it's kind of like that episode of Scooby Doo where uh, you know Scooby's always got that you know the the bad dog language, and then in that one episode he speaks with perfect dictation or diction, and so it, it's it, you was able to poke fun at that. That was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed actually. That was one of my favorite uh, comics. I like a twist. Yeah, sometimes I'll start off being sad at like. For instance, I have this one, and he'll be like, he'll be sad. He's sad, and he's like, because this lady's like, sir, you can't have firearms past this point. And it kind of like shows the whole scene in the second panel, and he's like, his 
arms are on fire. And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I think part of what makes the comic great is it it's a it fits in very well with like the current culture, especially with social media. Like everyone has pain in their lives, but you get on social media and everyone's smiling and everyone has the greatest life ever. It's like it's yeah. sort of you know, as long as you look happy on the outside, everything yeah. else is okay. That overly cheerful character. There's like there's quite a few shows that um that have that have characters like that, that kind of like almost, I wouldn't say I base Kevin off of, but like I always enjoyed characters like that from shows. They're just like overly happy and just like, it looks like nothing can get them down, even though like all this terrible, terrible stuff is happening to them. Like um, there's one character in 30 Rock, um, I forget his name, he's like the assistant or something. Is, he's like, is it Kevin or is it not Kevin? I forget like that. It's something along those lines, but yeah. Right. Um, and there's this one show I was recently watching, uh, Silicon Valley as well. There's a, there's a character similar to that. Um, yeah. Well, those characters to me just always seemed like very likable and just like mm-hmm. they kind of out to me as the, they're like, to me, the funniest people in the show are those people just cause it's, right. just, it's hilarious just to watch them just like, just, <laughs> just, uh, smile through everything and just like, Oh yeah. Oh, you know, I was raised in a box, you know, like, <laughs> That's what, that's what I love, right? That's what I love about uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, Leslie Nope is like the oh, yeah. ultimate. Yeah, she's just like that. Yeah, she's the <laughs> ultimate. Just let it, just let it fly off. Unflappable is what she is. Exactly. Love that so much. All right, well, Nicholas, we're nearing the end of the show. I have had a great time talking about Kevin and Friends, how it's made. Uh, you know, where it's going. I've enjoyed all of that. It has been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to sit with us and talk. Because I know it's, it's a little later there because what are you guys, like five hours off from where I'm at? So what time is it there now? Um, It's almost 11 now. Oh, right. So you got to get in bed, right? Because you got to be fresh to get <laughs> up in the morning and make us an all new Kevin and Friends. We can't have you. You get no, up in can't. the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just, just you know, eat some eggs and make some Kevin and friends. Now, that's uh, how yeah, it goes. Yeah, exactly. That's that's you know. No, uh, usually it's, it starts with the kids waking me up at about five thirty, and uh, yeah, me struggling out of bed with a blanket and sleeping on the couch for another hour while they watch Peppa Pig on the TV. So. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Woo. That's, yeah, that's that's the way to start the morning with all that enthusiasm and happiness. That, no wonder you're writing Kevin and Friends. It fits right in with your lifestyle. I like exactly. it a lot. I like it a lot. So uh, we usually ask at this part of the show, uh, what are some of the comics you're reading? If you have any friends you'd like to suggest. You mentioned a few. Uh, you had mentioned that you're reading uh, Poorly Drawn Lines and uh, Joan Cornella and uh, The Oatmeal. Is there anybody who's in your circle of friends as an artist uh, that that you would like us to to check out? Um, yeah, actually, um, there's one artist I've been following for a while. Um, I, yeah, his he's actually an art student, mm-hmm. but um, he's he's working. He works on animation a lot, actually. And uh, his name's Joe. Well, his name is Joey Payone, but he goes by Jojo Emmett. And you can find him on Instagram. 
Um, I don't know if you can put the link for his Instagram um, the details. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get uh, it. There. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jojo Emmett, if you have time to look at his artwork, he's a great artist. He just finished a project called Scary Story. It's pretty great if you want to check it out. Um, basically what it is, it's, uh, I think it's his niece, his like five-year-old niece telling a horror story, but it's like graphically depicted with like monsters and all sorts of morbid stuff. But like his, his niece just did the audio and he just uh, drew all the animation for all of it. Anyway, I think, I think it's a group project, but um, he was one of the key, key people in the group project. But yeah. Right. That sounds like fun. So it's, it's Jojo Emmett, right? Jojo Emmett. J-O-J-O Emmett. Uh, E-M-M-E-T. But yeah, you can probably find him on Instagram if you just search that. Um, he doesn't really have that big of a following right now, but he's he's a great artist, and I've been following him for a while now uh, right. since his earlier stuff. Excellent. I'll get, that yeah. in the sh- I'll get that in the show notes as well. Uh, is there anything we can be looking out for? Do you have any big plans nearby that we need to know about um i mean i do have things coming up i can't really officially like i said before i can't really officially say anything yet but uh, i do have um some more stuff coming up with kevin that won't be the comics or uh infographics um yeah or not infographics but uh posters right yeah um yeah and uh hopefully you can look forward to seeing that in the future uh yeah Perfect. So if you haven't if you have been listening and you haven't went and looked yet, head on over to KevinandFriends.com to see the comic. You can also follow uh, Kevin and Friends on Instagram. I believe it's Instagram.com forward slash Kevin underscore and underscore friends. Is that the best place for people to uh, follow your work? Uh, yes, actually, yeah. That's where I put most of my comics first. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Probably the best place where you can find it. Excellent. So good. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, when you get to that next step and you get ready to make that book or you get ready to take Kevin and Friends to the next level or just have a new comic idea, come back on the show. Tell us about it. We had a really good time. All right, me too. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, and I'm going to see if I can uh, let you go without losing matt and we're going to do a few post-roll things but we really do appreciate it go get some sleep man you got to go see some peppa pig that's right <laughs> thanks nick all right, all right. Bye. See you guys. excellent matt you still there i am excellent i love that that was such a that was so fun i love nick he's a great guy <laughs> he's a great guy so twitch chat room Thank you, guys, who showed up. Time to go, so who go? We had a subscription while we were doing the show. Mecco 77, I think, or is it Mikio 77? Love you. Appreciate your sub. That was great. If you want to support the show, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comic C2C, or you can go to our Twitch channel, which is my personal Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway, and we do appreciate any support you guys can give us. Uh, Matt, thank you for being on the show tonight. Uh, where can people visit you? Best place to find my work is on YouTube. Just do a search for my name, Matthew Ducharme, or Matt the Wad. Excellent. You can follow me at the Brian Dunaway. Uh, and everything we do, go to Twitter forward slash comics C2C. Uh, subscribe there. 
I, I'm trying to uh, create a better presence there as well. I've, I've kind of been trying to make sure that I send all the updates out like I'm supposed to. I'm just trying to be more organized. I mean, shoot, it's almost the end of February, and all my goals that I set for myself in January, I haven't even started to accomplish yet. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get on it. But the Twitch thing has been doing really well. I've been really enjoying doing Twitch and and learning uh, how to broadcast and how to do it all at the same time while doing interviews as well. That's been a treat. Been a real treat. Uh, we miss Joel Duggan. Uh, hope he gets the work done he needs to get done and be back uh, next week with us. We have some great guests lined up. Let me see if I can pull up our uh, guest list. We've our schedule, we've pretty much uh, nailed down most of these. As always, things can happen, but here is our current uh, current list coming up. Alex Redfish on uh, special recording time, Saturday, March the 3rd, 1 p.m. Eastern. That will be live. He is a special effects animator. Uh, we're also going to be talking to Phil Rude proper on uh, March the 8th. Uh, he's a 